<clears throat> Goodwill being shady selling video game items on their website. Nintendo VR with Labo. System Shock 3. Borderlands 3. Where the fuck is Half-Life 3? All that and much, much more coming up on Heidi House Live. Thanks for tuning in. Let's go. <laughs> Welcome to Heine House Live, a podcast about the exciting and ever-changing world of gaming and technology. Heine House Live is available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. For all other info, including links to our community discord, live video feed, episode archive, and a whole host of other great entertainment, please visit HeineHouse.com. Yep, that's right. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, shapes and sizes, around the world, on the interwebs, hello, how are you doing? Welcome back to Heine House Live. I'm your host, Jason, and we're going to be talking about some awesome gaming and tech and a little bit of uh, everything else in between. Uh, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, I'm, I feel like I need to do a reintroduction. Uh, I've had some... Just the great community come through. Lots of positivity here. Lots of good stuff that's been happening. I made notes of all this stuff, and I want to open the show, of course, by doing our opener. But I want to talk about some really cool stuff that's been happening. Um, so first, um, all the new. There's a lot of new people that have been listening, and that's fantastic. I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Um, we're crazy over here. We have a great community, and we just have a lot of fun talking about the great geeky stuff that we love: gaming, technology, and of course, that all. At all, uh, there's a lot of stuff in between there too. Usually comes back to food. It always comes back to food. Why does it do that? Because <laughs> food is life. Food is love, bruh. Bruh. You know it. Um, I'd like to get this all out at the beginning to let you guys know all these, uh, all the plugs and all the places where you can interact with the show, so that when you're listening, if you hear something and you want to partake or join in in a discussion or uh, connect with me and uh, talk about anything, you have all the links to do so. So of course. Uh, this is uh, episode, oh shit, what are we on, six? Are we on six now? Is this six or seven? I don't even remember. It's been so long. Um, where are we at? We are recording, oh, eight minutes past the new day here. We are um, 4-8-2019. Oh my gosh, we are just kicking it away. In fact, I think we've just passed the one month of me doing the show, so it feels really great to be doing this. And in fact, remember folks, I was talking about, I was wanting to do this bi-weekly to kind of feel it out and get work the kinks out. And you know what? Fuck that. I've been jumping in and doing this every weekend to have it ready for Monday morning for your work week. And I just feel really good doing it. I feel like I'm in the zone, baby. I'm in the zone. Oh my God. I just saw a fly go by. Holy shit. I'm sorry if you see flies going by. Uh, so yeah, you know, we have, um, obviously we have the podcast, um, you know, audio feed, but we also have this as a webcast as well. You can go on YouTube and uh, look me up there, Heine House Entertainment on YouTube, and catch the live video feed there too. Um, social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, handle at Heine House. Record yourself. You want to uh, give an audio question? I would love these. We actually have an audio question this episode we'll get to later on. But record yourself. It's super easy. In fact, today, to make it even easier... I decided to do some research, and everyone's got it on their smartphone. You can just pull up your voice app, record yourself, super easy, a lot of fun. You can do it on your 
um, computer as well. If you're on Windows 10 or whatever, uh, Apple has voice recorders, uh, apps in there. You can do that. But one thing you can do, which is really fun, I saw this today, uh, you can record yourself with an online browser. You can do it right from your browser. Onlinevoicerecorder.com. Just go to your good friend at Google A and search that. Online voice recorder. You can do it in the browser, trim it, export it, save it, and then boom, email it right on over to me. And I would love to get you on the air and answer your question. I love the audio questions. And thank you guys for taking part. You can send those over. Heinehouselive at gmail.com is the email. I would love to take a look at that. And of course, all the rest of this madness is at heinehouse.com. You already know. Folks, thank you so much for your support on Patreon. I'm popping up the thing here. There it is. There's the, uh, the link there. And all these people here you see on your screen, these are all patrons, and I appreciate you all so much. This show is directly funded and supported by your pledges on Patreon. So if you like the show, or any of my other in, uh, entertainment for that matter, please go over to patreon.com slash Jason Heine. That's H-E-I-N-E. I'd like to spell it out because, we, you know, we got some new friends coming through. And um, please give it a look. Um, in fact, I'd like to welcome Buried on Mars. Buried on Mars. Buried on Mars. Thank you so much for your... Boy, I just cut that off real quick, didn't I? <laughs> Winner. Winner. I uh, appreciate your support for joining and taking part. And in fact... I like that one. And in fact, in fact, in fact, in fact, I should make t-shirts. I would like t-shirts that say, has like my, has like my finger. I'm like, in fact, in fact, maybe we should do that. Maybe we should look in that. You guys want some merch? Merch would be fun. I've always wanted to do merch. Shirts, hats, socks, undies. Ooh, undies is right. Um, uh, back to here to Patreon. I wanted to uh, thank the Cartridge Bros because they have been a patron of mine for quite some time. And they just went through and they upped their pledge. Yes, they did. They went to my party pack tier, which enabled them to get my entire discography of music, and that is fantastic. I love, I love sharing and giving my music, but I appreciate your support so much. Thank you for not only that, but again, your friendship means so much to me. I know you guys didn't ask for a plug, and I already kind of gave you a nice plug last time, but here it is again because I, you know, when you guys take part in this and you reach out and you show support and you show love like this and you let me know, like, hey, you know, I'm down with what you're doing here, Jay. This is this I I approve. And here's how I, I want to show you that I approve by joining Patreon and letting me know. That means so much to me. So look them up. Them and their amazing cartridge community. Um they're the the cartridgeclub.org is their website. In fact, Buried on Mars is a part of that amazing community too. So you can see it's a family affair. So good. So thank you guys again. I love you both so so much. You know who else likes uh, listening to my podcast? Your car. Oh, yeah. Your Apple CarPlay and your Android Auto. Take me with you in the car. Don't forget about that. You know, because your ride to work sucks ass, and we know that. It's boring. But let me, let me just join. Let me just come in your speakers right now. Like, uh, here I am. Let's just join in and have some fun. Hi. <laughs> you know what else? Smart devices. Yeah, I like to mention this because this is a new thing. I love all this new tech, man. We got smart devices in our home. You can ask them, and I won't do this because, again, I fucked you up. And so, you know, people on Discord would be like, "Hey, you know, last time you said that shit, you threw off my uh, my Google A device like crazy." And I know, and I'm sorry, but you can sure ask your device to, "Hey, device, play the most recent episode of Heine House Live," and boom, it will do it. It'll jump right in. How fantastic is that? 
And the last thing I want to mention here before we jump right into the episode is that this is all new too, and I love this. So back when I was doing All Gen Gamers, we, we released our podcast, right? And it was on iTunes. We did everything through iTunes. You would listen to it through iTunes. Uh, on iPhones, it was done through the iTunes app. Everything's different now. It's Apple Podcast, all right? Now, this is, this is actually really nice because they have a dedicated app for podcasts. And I, I'm making a big deal of this because according to my stats, almost 80% of the people that listen to this show are listening to it on an Apple device, whether that be a MacBook, an iPhone, uh, I'm, um, iMac, or Mac Pro, whatever. It's an Apple device or the Apple Podcast app. It's a lot of apples. Eat your apples in your, your fruit, Jason. So what I want to mention with this before we get into the episode is that I, I didn't even know this that was happening, but there's, a, there's some people that are giving me reviews on the podcast uh, Apple Podcast app. Before, you'd have to do it through iTunes and submit it through iTunes. It was kind of a big pain in the ass. And we'd always, I put that in the intro of All Gen Gamers, like, hey, don't forget those iTunes rating, guys. We appreciate those, you know, because we really do. In fact, there it is again. I got to get a shirt. In fact, it helps the show grow. And if it can get in like the top 100 trending, that is really, really important. And I, I'm kind of small fish on the burner. I'm small fish on the, on the, uh, the grill here. But I think it would be fantastic if you guys could go to, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts, it helps everywhere. If you're on Stitcher, if you're on um, iHeartMedia, or wherever you're listening to it, if you give me a review uh, with uh, the star rating and then also a little description and you know say what you like about the show, what's great about it, that will help me get trending, and that'd be that'd be awesome. We used to be trending on Algen Gamers, and that was massive. It really took us in and opened up the audience to a wider um, array of people. So I really appreciate that. But to recap. And to close this is that beginning some great reviews on uh, iTunes, on Apple Podcasts. So thank you so much, you guys. Really, really appreciate that. It felt really good to see because it's been years, you know, since I actually looked at any of that um, on All Gen Gamers. And um, it's just really, really nice. In fact, there's there's a couple of old reviews from Music Games and Gear, which was a couple of years ago. And they're like, it's a four-hour episode. I can't listen to four hours. Like, Jesus, Jason, stop it. It's so funny. We used to do long-ass episodes back then, but... As you know, these are only uh, an hour to two hours. So, um, okay. So, hey, much love to you guys. Thank you. And uh, I appreciate you all so much. Let's jump right in. We have a lot to talk about. Oh, my God. Lots of shit to talk about. It's a crazy time for gaming, isn't it? It's just a crazy, crazy time for gaming. Um, I want to go in and I want to start by saying that, uh, bef- <laughs> yeah, I made a note of, uh, <laughs> I made a note here. I fucking hate April Fool's. This is the first year I've really come to terms with this. It's really weird. Do you like April Fool's? I don't like being pranked or punked. It's bullshit. I don't like it. And I think what happened this time around, and this happened last week, is that these companies now are really using social media as a great marketing tool to do this sort of thing and draw attention to themselves. So it's almost like who can up the ante so much that whatever April Fool's bullshit they come up with, it's going to get the most attention, and then they're going to get the most exposure. Well, I don't fucking like it. And here's why. It's because they kept making shit up that I actually enjoy or that I feel like I would enjoy. I'm like, this is amazing. I want this. I mean, not everything, but a majority of it. I'm going to talk about a few things that I saw on social media that, one, are not true. It's April Fool's. And, two, it's kind of pissed me off. So, 
So McDonald's, they come through and they say they're making an all-pickle burger. Yeah, it's just a, a burger with just pickles. That's it. And you know what? The internet was set ablaze. And in fact, ding, I have a little timer. Ding, whenever I say that. People were freaking the fuck out. They're like, I really want the pickle burger. I want... Go put pickles on your fucking burger on your own. It's super easy. Don't have McDonald's do that. I mean, go have McDonald's do that. Do whatever you want. I thought that was hilarious. People are wanting that. Dude, go through the drive-thru and say, I want a cheeseburger. Or I just want a hamburger with no ham. Burger. Just a pickle. Just a little pickle. A little tickle pickle. It's fucking crazy. Jack in the Box also responded with the... The the buttery, the, the jack-in-the-box buttery kale. And the picture was hilarious. It's like kale in this little, like, wrap. And it has, like, butter drizzled all over it. People were like, damn, I'd fucking eat the shit out of that kale. Bruh. Bruh, bruh. Stop that. Stop that. Our good friends at Monoprice. I love Monoprice. Fuck Monoprice. Get at me. Oh, my God. I'm keeping you in business. Go look me up, Monoprice, Heine House Entertainment. I, I've ordered a ton of shit from you. I love you guys. Monoprice, but you guys fucked me up now. You, you really screwed me up on this one. You introduced three Monolith, and Monolith is their, uh, their prestige high-end uh, audiophile um, line. It's a super like premier line that they make, and they make really, really nice stuff. They're like tube amps and speakers and all kinds of really, really great stuff. If you're on Monoprice.com, go look up the Monolith series of stuff. They're really, really good. But they fucked me up and they said, oh, we're introducing three, that's right, three monolith cassette players. And I'm like, fucking bruh. Bruh, bruh, bruh. bruh. I need a cassette player, in fact. I'm looking for a really good one. You know, like a nice high quality used one or something down the road. I got cassettes. I wanna I wanna transfer them into the digital world. So so I'm I'm excited. And I started reading it, and it's like, okay, the first one, 1300 bucks. Like, what the fuck? The other one was like 800 bucks. And then the other one, the little, like, small, like, uh, cassette Walkman was like 400 bucks. I'm like, oh, this has to be some bullshit. Sure enough, it was. Hilarious. They're talking about it's got Bluetooth and all this crap. So funny. But that's, that's some horse shit. That is some serious, serious horse shit. Am I, do I hear myself over there? Man, I swear, I hope I'm not fucking feeding back. Uh, hold on a second. All right, we're good. I just had my speakers up, and I was monitoring it, so hopefully it doesn't have a feedback. You know, what the fuck, bro? Okay, so, um, so yeah, so Monoprice tried to fuck us up. That's hilarious. Kind of irritating. I, I, I need some of that shit in my life. Not for 1300 bucks though. Woo-wee, that's way out of my price range. But, you know, maybe for some people, that luxury. Um, you know, Newegg... <laughs> They they claim that they have made the first hardware RGB CPU. All right, this is what they announced. They said that it's a four thousand nine hundred and ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents, with a whopping one hundred cores and two hundred threads. Yeah, it said it can be overclocked, but the overclock speed of it is classified. Newegg, you dirty, dirty sons of bitches. 
think it's hilarious. It's classified. It says classified by the Department of Defense, Central Intelligence Agency, National Security Agency, Federal Bureau of Investigation, and Federal the Federal Committee. A uh, committee. The Federal Committee. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. I love how they're getting in on this shit, but I don't know. I'm getting more and more pissed because I'm like, I want some of this stuff. I don't really want a fucking RGB CPU. That's kind of ridiculous, but uh, HyperX in Nissan Cup Noodles introduced a headphone. Oh, I wish I had a picture to show you guys. Go to Google and look up HyperX Nissan Cup Noodles headphones. Type that in to your search bar and laugh your asses off. These two unlikely partners teamed up to create a pair of headphones with cup noodles attached to the ear pads and a fork instead of a microphone. And they claim that you can detach the fork and slurp the cup noodles while gaming. You guys, you need to just... That's hilarious. I actually do like that. Oh, this is really funny too. Tinder... You know, the app where people, uh, you know, looking for love, looking for that perfect match. Swipe me, baby. Swipe it to me, baby. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Tinder says, if you've ever met someone from Tinder and you were shocked at their actual height, this prank might bring some poetic justice to them. <laughs> it says it's, it's attempting to try to make men more honest. Because they're introducing a coming soon feature. <laughs> Here, get this. It's called Verify Their Height. <laughs> yes, it's so funny. It says, we're expecting to see a huge decline in the 80 percentile of males on Tinder who are claiming that they are well over six feet tall. <laughs> uh, and they say, that's fine with my ass. As long as we're all living our truths. Tinder. That's fucking hilarious. I actually think that's the best one on the list. Fucking guys. All right. Earmuffs of kids around. I want to tell a really funny story. This had to have been early 2000s. And um, I used to, when all my buddies would come over, we'd hang out. In fact, I think my cousin was over at the time, a D-Rock. And we would sit around and we would have the TV on. We'd be playing games. We'd have the TV on. And we'd be up all night just fucking around doing shit, playing games, listening to music, having fun. But on the TV, you know, after midnight, shit started to get really weird on the TV. You know that back in the day. It's, I don't even think they do this shit anymore, to be honest. Because, like, you know, you've got porn. Every, it's, it's all over the place. You, you don't need to fucking call a hotline. But on TV, they would have a hotline. And what would happen is after midnight, they... <laughs> They would just pop up these infomercials of these chicks like on their phone, on their landline phones, like, call us now. Hot, beautiful, sexy women are waiting to have wonderful uh, conversation with you. We can talk about anything. And here's the really funny part. Here's the kicker. They'd be like, we can talk about life, sports. <laughs> they had to throw sports in there like, oh, shit. I'm, oh, I'm a, I'm a guy that loves sports. So let's, let's call her up. Hey, what do you think about the, uh, what do you think about the Green Day Packers? Uh. Uh, the who? Uh, the the Green Green Day Packers? I think you mean Green Bay. Oh, uh, how interesting would that conversation have been? Chicks in a fucking cubicle, like bored out of their mind, waiting for their break, talking to some schmuck about sports. Oh God, get real. But anyway, the story. Where am I going? Fuck. The story with this is it's so funny. So they would come on, 
and it would say the at the bottom it would say um um what does it say girls or women women speak talk free or women can call for free or something right and i'm like how do they know how do they know that i'm not a woman right i mean this is the guy who creates a server on most games that i play and i call it girls only to get it populated i do this sort of thing that's just me you know i'm doing me right i'm a weirdo so i'm like how the fuck do they know that I mean, I'll call it, but if it know if it knows I'm a guy, I don't want to pay for it. I don't want my mom to get a fucking bill in the mail. Like, why did you call Swanky Sports Chat? Uh, one eight hundred Swanky Sports Chat. Uh, I didn't do that. It wasn't me. I don't know. It must have been the neighbor kids. <laughs> you always blame the neighbor kids when you have shit going down. You're like, oh, it was, it was, it was, it was David. Yeah, I, I didn't do that. So anyway, we called the number. Yes, I know what you're thinking. Did you call? I called it. I called it. And it, ha- it just asks you, are you a male? For, for males, press one. For females, press two. Right? So I'm like, female. Beep. And it went into this, like, sex line, basically, is what it is. You're not talking to anyone. You're there to meet people. You're, you're there to get fucking swag, baby. And so if you're a female, you call this number, and then it has all these males. Like, you leave them a voicemail. It, it was really trippy. Bless you. You, you you leave them a voicemail, and so just so follow me. This is how it works. So you call this number. Let's just say let's just say I'm a male. Let's just go through it. If I was a male, call the number. Boom, hit that I'm a male. Okay, I'm looking for, and you put on there what you're looking for. I'm looking for female. Boom. Okay, so then you cycle through first female, and it's a voicemail. Hi, this is um, this is Rebecca, and uh, I like men that are da 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 da. I have brown hair, blah 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 blah. Right, and here's my bus size, blah, 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 all this stuff. Right. If you want to talk to her, you hit the button and you leave a voicemail for her, and then she listens to it, and then we'll call you back for like a date or whatever. It was really trippy. So I know I can't believe I know so much about this shit. This is fuck. I didn't really do this, folks. I did this once. Relax, relax, bruh, bruh. So I I fibbed and I said, okay, I'm a female, right? So I hit two, boop, female. So then I'm now listening to all of these guys, their voicemails. Hey, this is Billy. I love uh, a woman who enjoys the outdoors. Uh, I like a woman who uh, orders nothing but the pickle burger at McDonald's. Uh, also, I'm six foot five and I have a nine inch dick. Call me. Click, right? All right, I'm like, okay, that's fucked. And I'm like, I, I look over and I'm like, damn, this guy said he has a nine-inch dick. That's crazy, right? So I'm like, okay, the next call, next call. I go to the next guy. Hey, this is Jacob. Um, yeah, I'd like to go to Fry's Electronics and walk around a little bit. Uh, you know, I like to uh, go to Burger King and uh, get the Whopper. And if you really are looking for a Whopper... You need to give me a call because I have, uh, give or take, a nine-inch dick. Call me, click. I'm like, man, this is fucked, man. This is how in the, this is crazy, right? I'm like, D, this guy also has a nine-inch dick. That's insane. I go through like five, six, seven of these, and I'm just laughing because what is consistent? What's consistent is their height. And their cocks. Bro. Bruh, 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 
Why you always lying? Why you always lying? My God. Seriously, though. So this is really funny that on Tinder, I know I'm wrapping this back up with Tinder because they're saying that everyone on there fucking lies about their height. Hey, newsflash, assholes. When you go meet the person, you have to fucking see them in real life. What? This is not rocket science here. How in the fuck does that work? Stay off Tinder. I mean, unless, I don't know, unless you do that thing. I, I don't know. Could be fun, right? I don't know. Lego, here's the last one before we wrap it up. Lego introduced a, now this is all, we're still April Fools here, folks. Lego introduced a Find My Brick, which is kind of the equivalent of like Apple's Find My Phone if you lose your phone. Google has a similar thing there. Don't turn on. I know it's looking at me. It's thinking, are, are you talking to me? No, I'm not talking to you. You're talking to me. You're talking to you. I'm not talking to you. You're talking to me. I'm talking to me. Um, Find My Brick. It's a parody of Apple's Find My iPhone app. Find My Brick hones in on your brick's location in a pile of miscellaneous blocks and helps you identify a multitude of colors and styles. People responded to the prank by saying that they should actually, this should actually be a feature. <laughs> After all, when you build a set of made of thousands of pieces, bricks can get easily lost. No, they don't need to find my bricks. I don't give a shit about the green one that's in the pile. I want an app that I hit a button and it fucking clears them off the floor, like magnetize, like put magnets in the fucking strip around your wall and it, it make it so powerful that when you hit a button, the, they put magnets in every Lego and it just phew, goes to the wall or something and it sucks it in. Remember in the 90s, some of, some of those homes had vacuums built into the wall? And they probably still do, I know. But some homes had vacuums built into the wall. I always thought that was really cool how they could just fucking grab the thing, plug it into the wall, and, like, vacuum that room. Like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. And then, like, I'm done. And then pull it out of the wall. Go into, like, the master. Plug it into that wall. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. And just go from room to room. You don't have to carry around that big-ass vacuum. So this... This would be the shit if you could just somehow fucking suck them all up, vacuum them, vacuum them, vacuum them in, rather. So April Fools, fuck off! I don't really like April Fools anymore. Pisses me off. Oh fuck! <laughs> I didn't really give a shit before, but the older I get, the more I'm like, I, I want some of this shit. You know, I'm gonna be that old dude on like the Barco Lounger sitting there like. Get me the fucking pickle burger. Order me the pickle burger. And it's going to be like, it's already here. Because it's, it's going to like read my brain. And DoorDash won't even be around. Uber Eats, they won't even be around. I'm going to be thinking like, I want a pickle burger. And it's going to be like, ding dong. It's here. It has arrived. We're going to move on. How about this week in gaming history? Do you guys like this? Cheers, 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 applause. Winner. Uh, I, I really like this. Because when I say these games... And this podcast goes out on Monday morning that it is good for the entire week that that podcast is, is out. So it's uh, April 7th through April 14th. This week in gaming history, April 7th, Red Faction 2 for PC was released in 2003. And it was a complete fucking bomb. Now, I played it on PS2 a lot, and I really liked it uh, for some multiplayer with bots. But overall... It wasn't a good experience, man. Even though it looked better, I thought the story was weak. The weapons were weak. And overall, I don't know, man. 
Geomod technology on the first one really fucking killed it. Maybe I'll talk about Red Faction someday. It was a lot of fun. <clears throat> Mortal Kombat Mobile. Mortal Kombat Mobile for Android and iOS was released in 2015. I put this on here because Mortal Kombat Mobile? What the fuck? Had no idea. Had no idea. Have any of you played this? Let me know if you've played this. This is really weird. I don't know how that is. What is it? Like a... I didn't even look it up. I want you to tell me. I don't even want to look at it. Please tell me. How is it? Uh, another one on April 7th in 2017. Not that long ago. Just, just a few short fort years. A, a few short years. My mouth's not working here. Bulletstorm Full Clip Edition. Now, Bulletstorm is an absolute gem of a game. What a fun, fun shooter. Always loved to go and hook them. Hook those assholes like Scorpion. Pull them back in slow-mo like Matrix. And then just fucking boom. Boom. And their limbs go flying. And it's like slow-mo. Dude, it sounds like I'm morbid. But it's really satisfying. Whatever. If you played it, you know. That was April 7th. April 8th. Double Dragon on the NES. In Japan. Some of these are going to be Japan. And you're going to notice throughout... You're going to notice throughout history, children. You're going to notice that these, a lot of these are going to be Japan. And I'll mention if they are Japan or, or not. Because in Japan, obviously, this stuff is created there. They usually will get a release there first before they send it out west. Or other, other parts of the world. Double Dragon on NES. So good. So good. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Ooh, on the same day in 1988 in Japan. So April 8th, 1988, you got Double, Dra Double Dragon or Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. What were you playing in 88? In fact, I think... Oh, no, it was 87. We got our NES in 87. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that distinctly. Uh, another one on April 8th, Wind Jammers. Remember Wind Jammers? It's actually kind of sparked more um, popularity again in more modern times because it's such a fun game. Take tennis and like discus, and you kind of mix them together. You basically have two teams and you throw it back and forth, the disc, and uh, it's so fun. It's so fun. Uh, that was released on Neo Geo in 1994 in Japan on April 8th. 94. Moving on to the next day, April 9th. Oh, one of my favorites. I was there when it came out. Burnout 2 Point of Impact on GameCube 2003. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, that's my air guitar. So good. So good. Burnout 2 Point of Impact. I played the shit out of that on GameCube. That is the game that changed arcade racers for me, like on a on a home console, like in a real way. The crash mode changed my world. I think I had a friend who divorced his wife because he played that so much. He could not get enough of it. Midnight Club 2 on PS2 also released on the same day in 2003. Wow. So there's some uh, PS2 love, some rock star action. And Midnight Club 2, real nice. Nice. Super Paper Mario was released on April 9th in 2007 for the Wii. And it is such a great game, a very cute game. 
I think I think people either love or hate that that art style, the paper paper mache, paper mache Mario. Hoo-hoo, it's a me, paper mache Mario. Ikaruga on Xbox 360, 2008. That had to have been a uh, like an Xbox Live release. Eleven years ago, this day. Moving on, April 10th, Mario Kart Wii. Oh yeah. In Japan, in 2008. Good stuff. That game's kind of broken, but it's still fun. We had a lot of fun with it. Um, Also on that day, uh, same day in Japan, 2008, same year even, Ultimate Shooting Collection. This is a game I do own, and it is kind of, I don't know, people must not really know about it, or not yet anyway, but it's a collection of three unique and kind of fun, sort of difficult shoot-em-ups. And... um, I don't, honestly, I don't know if they came from a game somewhere in Japan or it's they're all new games, but it's actually a lot of fun. If you like shoot-em-ups and you have a Wii, which I hope you do, you should check it out. It's a lot of fun. Uh, in 2015, Xenoblade Chronicles on 3DS was released on April 10th. April 11th, moving on to the next day, Tomb Raider Legend on PC, PS2, and 360. That was released in 2006. Uh, in 2016, just a few short years ago, Dark Souls 3 made a release. April 11th. What a great day that is. April 12th. How about the next day? Mortal Kombat 2 on PS3 uh, on the PlayStation Store was released in 2007. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite MK. I like that a lot. Um, in 2010, for PC, on this day, April 12th, Grand Theft Auto Episodes of Liberty City was released. Also, World of Tanks was released on this day in 2011. I put this on here because this marks a really interesting time. I remember PAX 2011. And when I was at PAX, and anyone who listens, I know there's a lot of people who listen to the show uh, from the Northwest and who went to PAX that time. And I think World of Tanks was fucking everywhere. I swear, if we all, if they could have given us little mini tanks to drive around in there on the show floor, they would have. There was so much World of Tanks swag. I got mouse pads and and booklets and pins and free download codes and free friend codes and all this shit in the swag bag back when they used to do swag bags. And so I just find this really interesting is that this game was released this day and it fucking owned PAX 2011. Who remembers? Show of hands. Who remembers that? It was really interesting. April 13th. The next day. Ladies and gentlemen, I am declaring April 13th. The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past Day. That game was released in 1992. And I brought it out right here, as you can see. To show everyone. Look at that. Beautiful. Beautiful. Just get all the... Get all the Get all the sights and sounds of that. Yeah. How's that feel? How's that look? Oh, yeah. Um, if you don't mind, I, I may just have to do a sniff test. I, I hope you don't mind. Smells great. I may go on record, folks, and say that that's probably my favorite Legend of Zelda game. 
Because you didn't say that, did you? I certainly did. You know, I, just, I like all kinds of westerns. I'm over here eating with my wife. You know, we like westerns, black and white westerns, any type of western. Typically the ones where they wear the cowboy hat and got the boots. So, yeah, I, I love that game. It's so fun. And it's just an absolute classic. I don't need to say shit about that game. That is the game that has defined so much in our gaming world. So I'm declaring April 13th. That's coming up this week. The Legend of Zelda Link to the Past Day. And I encourage everyone to sit down and play that game. Just fucking play it, man. Have fun. Turn it up. Look at that 16-bit glory. It's beautiful. No, no other games are released. I put a note here. No other games are released. No, none. I don't care. I don't care if there were. There were none. Moving on, April 14th. Oh, taking it back. Mist on 3DO was released in 1994 in Japan. Mist, absolute classic game. Uh, very atmospheric. Uh, dark at some points. Puzzle game. Uh, was one of the first kind of full motion. Well, I don't want to say full motion video, but... It kind of was like picture motion, if that makes sense. You click, and you want to advance forward. You click it, and then it just loads the next picture, and it kind of like blends in. They kind of like blend together. It was really fascinating. Later on in life, I will say, later on in life, they released a game called Real Mist, which was a first-person kind of real-time exploration game. So it was Mist, but in first-person where you could walk around and explore. Get that one. And I know they released it on PC, I think, what, Windows 98? XP, maybe, and also uh, uh, Mac had it as well. I know that because I bought it for my brother for his birthday a long time ago for his old-ass uh, MacBook. Um, Pokemon Pinball on Game Boy Color was released in 1990 in Japan. <clears throat> Postal 2 on PC in 2003. Shout-out to Running With Scissors. They're uh, local. They're in Tucson, Arizona. I've spoke with them uh, before quite a bit when I was doing... Uh, Stuff there for Game On. That's pretty fantastic. Those guys are excellent. And they make wonderful games. Very controversial. A lot of fun. Uh, Samurai Showdown Anthology on Wii in 2009. Great, great fighting game in the arcades. Neo Geo shit for you right there. Boy! Uh, Mortal Kombat X on PS4. What is it, X or 10? I, I, everyone calls it both. I'll, you know what I'm talking about. Mortal Kombat 10, Mortal Kombat X, PS4 and Xbox One, and also on the same day, Grand Theft Auto 5 on PC was released. And those both happened in 2015. Winner. Win, 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 winner. Bruh. Bruh. Pretty nice right there. So that wraps up this week in gaming history. Any of those sound fun? Go back to your collection, pull out those games, and jump on in and have some fun. Um... A couple of things that's been going on. I want to show some, um, well, we're going to jump into gaming news. We're going to jump into there. But I wanted to show that I have some stuff back here. And some of it's for later and some of it is going to be for right now. We are celebrating the 35th anniversary of Tetris this year. And I think that's really fantastic. And in fact, I'm working on, and in fact, ding, I'm working on a video that I was asked to contribute to. Um, for uh, a good friend of mine. So once that's all done and, and everything's out there and the links are there, I'll let you guys know and uh, I'll, I'll give it a plug so you can go watch it. But I'm going to tell some Tetris memories and talk about some stuff here. But I wanted to bring it out to show you guys first. Tetris, 35, 35 years ago, man. It's an absolute staple of a game. I, oh, oh. Let's not make a mess here, folks. 
I, in fact, got this Game Boy. This is my one of my original Game Boys that if you look here, uh, this is the Translucent Clear. This is the Game Boy, the Play It Loud series, and you know that because it still has the amazing uh, text on the side, has the insert inside there, and also has our great proof. As you can see, oh, you probably can't see, but it says 1996 right there on the back. How cool is that? 331.96. And uh, yeah, we got this, but this game came, or this, this Game Boy, rather, came with a couple of games. Super Mario Land 2. Um, God, I don't remember what exactly it came with. It came with four games. One of them was this little gem right here, Tetris. I love it so much. I went out and got this, Tetris DX. Pretty cool. Excellent games. And I think I have another one that's called Tetris Blast. It's somewhere. I don't know. It's over in the box somewhere. I didn't want to dig too far. You know, it's like blocks. You know, you got you know, games are all arranged. If you pull one, it all falls apart. It's like Jenga. Can't be fucking with a Jenga. The game's Jenga. So, yeah, very cool. Tetris, we love you. Thank you so much. And even today, 35 years later, we're still playing Tetris. It is everywhere. It is like the most casual, most known game in the world. I can tell, I can basically go to your grandma right now and I can say, hey, yo, Grams, you know about Tetris? She'd be like, she knows all about it. I can do that also with Mario. If I say Super Mario, she might know that. But Tetris, absolutely so good. Classic. And I, I love it. And even on uh, Switch, we're playing Tetris Battle Royale. What the fuck, bro? So good. So good. Love it. Uh, some gaming news. Twitch Prime members, hey, you're getting a year of Nintendo, and uh, that's fantastic. And I just want to—I wanted to make a mention of this because last time I was pissed. I was mad because Nintendo was like, oh, you get a year subscription if you're a Twitch Prime member. Ha, ha, ha. Thank you. But we already bought it. Well, Cartridge Bros came to the rescue once again. Let me know that it stacks on top of your already purchased uh, membership. So at the end of it, it will stack, and you'll get an extra year. How great. I can't wait to use it. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, I wanted to make a mention of PAX East in Boston a little bit. I want to talk about a few games that came out or that are coming out that was a showcase. About 77, I think, was the number of games that were shown. Or maybe that was developers that were there. I don't know, something like that. And to be honest with you, I'm not saying that there weren't a lot of games. I just didn't see a whole lot of games that really interest me too much. <clears throat> and I'm waiting to see more down the road. Uh, but I did see a couple that I want to talk about. Dangerous Driving. Of course, it would be a racing game, wouldn't it? Yes, Jay Hine, you know how he rolls. So, But this is where it gets interesting. And this is kind of a, a little tie-in with a game I mentioned earlier in the list. The game is called Dangerous Driving. Buckle up, folks. From the creative talent behind the Burnout series. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> comes an aggressive action-packed racing experience, basically Burnout HD. If you go to YouTube, type in Dangerous Driving um, Trailer and look it up. It's basically Burnout HD. I'm so fucking stoked for this. I am rock hard, and you know this. Um, let's say April 9th? What? I need this game now. 
need it now. I would like to purchase that game and play it with you. Let me know if you'd like to. Another game called Moving Out. This is really fascinating. It's um, Australian developer, SMG Studio. And it brings out this co-op puzzle, and these are my terms, Frogger style. All right, that's my term, um, of a game. Basically, it's a co-op moving simulator in a way. Um, so you have a house. You need to move the couch from the house to the moving truck outside. You use, you have these people, and you use each other to grab the couch and move it together out the door and using physics and trying your best not to drop it or break it or do whatever. And you just have to like go back and forth and back and forth, like taking your beach ball or radio from the beach up to the car or moving food from the dinner table to uh, the sink or, you know, just like A to B type stuff. It looks really fun. It looks like a fun physics type game, but I bet you in co-op it'll be fucking fantastic. So uh, excellent stuff there. Australian Developers SMG Studio. Sounds fantastic. I would love to uh, check that game out. All right, now on to some more news here. Man, man, I heard about this, and there's a whole lot of conflicting info with this right now uh, at time of recording this. So I'm not going to sit here and claim like I know what's exactly going on because I don't. I don't think a lot of people do yet. But here's what we do know. Here's what happened. So Goodwill, our good friends at Goodwill, and you know we go to Goodwill. We do our thrifting series on YouTube. We're 36 episodes in. We love it. It's fun. You guys love it. We're going to continue to do it. But I'm going to say I fucking hate Goodwill. I really do because they they do some shady ass shit. And maybe someday I'll talk, maybe I'll have an episode dedicated to it. But I don't think people want to hear me rant about Goodwill a whole fucking episode. Get me all hot and bothered. But here's what happened. Goodwill, apparently, all right, they're selling the holy grail of original Xbox consoles. All right. So originally it was thought that there was only one or two of these in existence. It's a Halo edition, translucent orange console variant. All right. So it's you know the green Halo ones? You've you all seen those before, but this one is orange. Um, all right, so and what's interesting about this console is that it doesn't look like it's original, right? It's missing some things. It's missing some, some stickers. It looks like it may have been tampered with. The rubber feet were missing, and you guys know that's how you unscrew and put on the, the body of the console. I've taken apart many Xbox, original Xboxes, and you have to pull the feet off. You have, to, you have to punch through the sticker on the back. That voids the warranty, none of which exists anymore, but that's how you do it. So I find it really fascinating that all this shit is, like, missing or not there, and it's like, here's the holy grail, like, was this a real thing? We really don't know. And it's it's really fascinating to to kind of follow along with this. Well, you may not think it's real. Other people do think it's real because here's what happened. So, of course, goodwill. Because they're all about goodwill. They decided to put this on their auction website. It got bid up. What did I put? I put my notes here. It got bid up to about $15,000. That's the last I saw of it. All right? And then... All of a sudden, the next day that it, it was listed, I put the date, uh, I did, I put the date, um, okay, it got, yeah, it got bid up to about 15000 on Goodwill's auction site. Then, all of a sudden, that listing got pulled from their website. All right, it got pulled. It's no longer available. And they were claiming website issues. They're having issues with their website and their listing. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, we buy that. Yeah, we buy that like you're not fucking price gouging everyone. Then, miraculously, guess where it ended up? 
on fucking eBay on the Goodwill's eBay site. Oh, you dirty assholes. Oh my God. Then here's the last bit of it. I was following it. I was watching it. And last I saw it was bid up to about $14,000. Then on April 6th, so I checked it April 5th, and I went to bed. I woke up the next morning, April 6th, 2019. I put the time, because I was making my notes right then, 9 a.m., 9.02 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, the auction ended, stating that the auction is no longer available. So I'm going to just briefly describe a little bit about what that means. When you list an item, you can end it for whatever reason. Now, it doesn't look good, of course, but you can end auctions due to if the item, it, when it's in your position, possession, gets damaged or lost or um, somebody makes an offer outside of eBay and you decide to take it and then just pull the auction and fuck you all. I sold it for more than I was hoping for. So we're good. We're happy. And that's, I think that's what happened. I'm just guessing. I don't know. But they either they pulled it because they got an offer from somebody or somebody in goodwill like corporate got involved and like, hey. Pull that. Let's do this. Let's do that. Who knows? Maybe they did the right thing and auction it all off and it goes to charity. Oh, yeah, that's right. Their own charity, which is basically in the pockets of the CEO. I don't know if this is a real Xbox or not. Again, like I said, some things on it are a little fishy. And I don't know enough about the variants of the collection of the collecting of original Xbox to give a definite answer. If you know any info about that, get in Discord with us. And um, let us know. Let us know your thoughts on that. I'd like to know. Uh, again, you can you can join Discord. Go to HeineHouse.com. At the very top of the page is a picture. Join Discord. Boop. Click that. Launches the app. Come on in. Water's good. Don't worry. We're in the sauna, but we're all wearing towels. We're good. You're fine. Don't be nervous. This is something that's really interesting to me. Nintendo is announced VR. Sort of. Kind of quasi- VR, with their Labo. Remember what Labo is? I think I need to remind everyone, because I don't think a lot of people know what it was. I didn't buy any Labo, all right? I didn't buy any cardboard from Nintendo. We know people are like, well, Nintendo shits games, I'd buy those. Well, if they, they shit cardboard, would you buy those? Um, I thought I thought it was a cool concept and a great idea, you know, to get kids involved and get them to put the cardboard together and build some things. That's that's kind of fun, but nothing really interesting for me per se. Maybe the steering wheel, the fishing rod and stuff, but I don't know, man. There's just didn't look like, look like a whole lot of games that were fascinating uh, to me. But this does look cool. Nintendo VR Labo. What they're talking about? It will include Mario Odyssey and Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild VR updates to those games. So you're going to be able to experience those games. In the Labo VR, I think they're called VR goggles, actually. Yeah, VR goggles. That could be fun, but we don't know exactly what that means. Is it just like your point of view, like looking? You'll be able to look around. That's, hey, honestly, if you can plug in these fucking goggles on your Switch, put them up and duct tape them to your head and have your Joy-Cons and then like look around and experience uh, VR in those games, like that's dope. And what's nice about this is look at this. So they're going to update those games. <clears throat> it's going to utilize the VR for those games, and it will be a free update to those games. Ha! All right. A plus, A plus, bruh. Bruh. Very nice. Um, two bundles. Nintendo selling two bundles. You can pay $80 US, and you can get a bunch of the other Labo stuff, including, I'll just let you know what they are, including 
the including the VR goggles, Toycon blaster, Toycon camera, Toycon elephant, Toycon bird, and Toycon with pedal. So you can pump up, uh, you know, your bike tire. Like a wind pedal. I have no idea. Are we playing Namco Prop Cycle? You guys remember that? Oh, man, I'm probably the only one who remembers that shit. Go look up Namco Prop Cycle. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do. My cousin Justin, if he's listening, he rode the shit out of that bike at PAX one time. I watched him. We filmed him, too, actually. Um, or if you don't want the whole bundle for 80 you can buy the $40 version, which is basically just the goggles. Hey, that's great. Cut the price in half. Don't give me all that bullshit. I don't want to go to the barnyard. I just want the goggles. Let me have it. Let me add it. Very cool. Hey, good, good job, Nintendo. I'm excited for that. I'd like to try it. Speaking of Nintendo, we know the Switch games that are coming out, according to uh, my date here, in two more days. But this, they will be out by the time you listen to this. Well, some of you anyway. So if you've got a Switch and you have the Nintendo uh, online subscription service, you're going to be enjoying Punch-Out!, Featuring a Mr. Dream. Yes, not Mike Tyson, because <clears throat> oh, I don't even want to get into the history of it a little bit. But I will just say, because Mike Tyson may or may not have been getting involved with drama and bullshit after they released that game. <laughs> and you know Nintendo, and you know, you know how conservative Nintendo was in those days. Even today, they still kind of are. But especially NES days. Oh, my God. They were like, yeah, we need, to, we need to stop that. So they rebranded it and got rid of Mike Tyson in the game and called it Mr. Dream and then re-released it with new box art and all that good shit. So, But still, same game, Little Mac beating the shit out of people. Punch-Out! featuring Mr. Dream. Also, you're getting Star Soldier. This game looks really cool. And in fact, ding, 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 I have never played this game before. It's a shoot-em-up by Hudson, and it looks really good. I watched the trailer on YouTube. And yeah, it looks great. Can't wait to play it. I used to have all these NES. I used to have, uh, honestly, to be real with you guys, I used to have, you know, a pretty good NES collection. And, uh, you know, due to circumstances, just the way it is, you know, uh, I've gone through and sold a lot of my stuff. In fact, I don't own any NES games anymore. And yeah, it's sad, but, you know, they're just things and you have to do what you have to do. And maybe someday we'll get back into it and collect them again. I would love to. I hope, hope they all went to a good home. Um, yeah, Steph did the same shit, to be honest, though. So. Kind of sucks. Um, but yeah, Star Soldier. I never played this one. Hudson. Sounds good. I love Hudson. We all love Hudson. And also Super Mario Brothers 2 in Japan, better known as The Lost Levels in the United States and everywhere else because... They thought, oh, those dumb Americans, they're not going to be able to play this game. It's too fucking difficult. And they're right. That game is hard as shit. That's hard as petrified shit in Arizona desert. It is tough, man. And uh, not that it's bad. It's just difficult. It's hard to do. Hard to play. So, uh, yeah, then we got Doki Doki Panic. I won't go into that. You guys already know all about Doki Doki Panic, which I love. I think it's a great game. Kind of odd with the characters, right? You know, some characters were born in that game that came into the Mario uh, universe that may or may not have ever existed otherwise, I think. But still fun. A lot of, a lot of good stuff in there. System Shock 3 announced. 
Borderlands 3 announced. Where the fuck is Half-Life 3? Oh, we need it. Yeah, Night Dive Studios, back at it. System Shock 3, they announced that at the Video Game Developers Conference just recently. I uh, went and looked at the uh, gameplay. They have a 20-minute video on YouTube of alpha gameplay footage of System Shock 3. It looks amazing. Congrats to the developers. Congrats to the whole team. And thank you for uh, coming back and hitting us with this excellent game. It's so funny that this happens. I What was it, episode two? I just pulled out my <clears throat> my System Shock 2 big box when I was... Oh, yeah, episode two, big box PC gaming. Go back and listen to that and watch that one. Um, so cool. So it's funny how things work out. But it looks like fun. It looks very true to kind of the System Shock universe. Very dark. One thing I noticed that I really liked is that the lighting was really it's like it's dark in there but the the neon lights and the other lights they reflect really nice on surfaces and actually the light bounces off so you have a light it bounces off of a surface and then also lights up some more areas i thought it was really really well done and it's just alpha footage so it can only look better from here thought that was really really nice so and i'm talking about lighting and that's like a selling point but it's it's really really cool and I uh, cannot wait to play that co-op. I think it'll be a great experience. So thank you for that. <clears throat> Borderlands 3. Oh, boy, this is a huge one. I don't know if I want to jump down the throat of this one too much. Um, but there's a lot of bullshit going on with it. So I just want to mention, uh, you know, it's news for us gamers. You know, we got, we got to know what's going on. We got to know what's happening. And uh, it's really fascinating that people, I think people just need to calm the fuck down with a lot of things. Um so here's what's going on. Okay. So Borderlands 3, it's going to be exclusive to the Epic Store uh, for some months. And it will be re released on Steam down the road, but for some months it will be on Epic Store first for PC. Um, and that has everyone up in, open arms, up in arms over it. And it is, it is kind of frustrating. I, I, don't, I don't like when people do this. Yeah. God damn, I I hate talking about this shit because you have to understand where you have to understand where they're coming from as a company. You know, they're coming Epic is saying, "We made a launcher, we want people on our launcher, damn it." It's that simple. Fucking go and pay them whatever it takes to get them to release that game on our platform exclusively for 3 months, 6 months, whatever the date is, because we need people to get on our shit and play it here now. And that's that's kind of dirty. I don't like when they do that. It should be available all over the place. You used to be able to go to uh, your local game shop, EB Games or Game Shop, Game Shop. You know, you could go anywhere and buy these games and play them, but it doesn't exist anymore. This is the problem also. People don't realize, think about this. The reason why this exists is because we're also in a digital world. You used to be able to go to Toys R Us and buy the fucking game and the dude in the back eating a ham sandwich, drinking a dude comes out back being like... Here's your game, kid. Get the fuck out of here. But now, can't do that. Can't do that anymore. Your your you got your your balls are being held by a digital corporation, and that's another problem that we have. And I actually have some tech news about digital DRM shit later. It's really frustrating. So this sucks. It's not good for gamers. It's good for them. It gets more people on their launcher. They're not the first ones to do this, by the way. Origin, hello, fucking EA. Y'all been over it. You guys know. So it's frustrating. Um, so people are retaliating. And I don't think this is right. 
okay, they're not right for doing this and making it exclusive. I know that. But also, people, gamers, please, don't make us all look like idiots. Right? This is just, this is just nonsense. Stop this. They're fucking going on and they're uh, review bombing the other Borderland games on Steam. Come on, bro. Bruh. Stop that. I hate when people do that. They do that all the time on there when they get mad. Bunch of crybabies. They need to knock it off. There's so much going on with launchers. In fact, I am going to ding, 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 ding. I'm going to do a podcast episode specifically about game launchers, history of game launchers, when they came out, what they released with, kind of where we are with that. I think it's a really big topic, and I think it'd be an interesting conversation. Would you like that? Would you like that? We're going to get into that. In fact, I spoke to a friend of mine who is so frustrated at that that she is not going to purchase it on PC at all. She's going to buy it on PS4 and go that route. And that's like super hardcore, you know? She's like, no, I'm not even supporting Epic Store. Fuck them. I get it, man. I get it. I get it. Microsoft recently released some info about an Xbox One S. All right, we know about the Xbox One S, but they announced that on March 21st, it will be coming out on May 7th. This is an interesting console. I, um, I saw this and I'm starting to freak out. And I know, I know it was there. I guess I just didn't really, I didn't want to believe it, I think. I didn't really want to believe that we're going to get a console without a physical disk drive. Ah, I didn't want to believe it. Annie M, Annie M, say it isn't true. Oh, Toto, it is. It is true. It's so sad. Why do we need it anymore, though? It's digital. Do it all in digital. This is an interesting time for games and gamers, isn't it, folks? Don't you think so? Like, how do you feel about this? It will be an all-digital edition, and the price will probably be lower because of that lack of the Blu-ray drive. According to Microsoft, it's going to come with a one-terabyte hard drive. It'll come with digital copies of Sea of Thieves, Sea of Thieves, Forza, Hor- God. Hold on, let me take a sip of water. Maybe my mouth will work. Hold on. I'll just do the rest of the episode with a lisp. Oh, well, bless you again. <laughs> Let's try that again. Let's act like I never said it. Okay, just rewind it there. One terabyte hard drive. It's going to come with Sea of Thieves, Forza Horizon 3, and Minecraft. Um, guess what? A terabyte? It's not enough. It's not enough. Yeah, 10 years ago, I've been like, a terabyte? What's a terabyte? Today? No, fuck no. Not when Vagifield is fucking 80 gigs and Forza is 85 gigs and Sea of Thieves is 40 gigs. No, fuck that. No way. No way. You want to start downloading some games in the Xbox store? You want to start playing some live games? Hell no. Hell no. It's not enough, Microsoft. You need to up that. 
And in conjunction with this new system, Microsoft is planning on launching an Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscription. <clears throat> it is priced at $14.99 per month, and it combines Xbox Live Gold and Xbox Game Pass, which gives you access to play a lot of uh, games. So they're combining the two services into one. You can choose to do that if you'd like. And again, folks, that is another dig on the fact that we're moving to an all-digital and all-subscription-based DRM-locked world. And it's not pretty. Wow, it's an interesting time to be a gamer, isn't it, Tim Allen? Uh? Shit is fucked. There is a free game from uh, the Undertale artist. Remember that game, Undertale? She's releasing a game for fans of Undertale called Escaped Chasm. It'll be built, and it was built using the RPG Maker with her own art. That is fantastic and brilliant. Congrats to her. The game is about a lonely girl who has a connection to another world that she sees in her dreams. Very fantastic and sounds really, really good. It's a short game. It can be beaten in about 20-ish or so minutes. Uh, but there are multiple endings to pursue. This is really, really cool. Uh, she went on record to say that this is a test effort and that she's interested in making her own games. And so, she'll, so she's wanting to see how this goes and how well these games turn out. Um, you can get the game free on itch.io. That's itch, I-T-C-H dot I-O for free. And then, you, of course, you could donate any amount that you wish to her to support her on her cause and her dream and her mission. And I encourage everyone to please go and take a look at that, play the game, enjoy the game, reach out to her, show some support and love, and support and donate if you can. That's fantastic. I, As an indie game developer myself, I appreciate this so much. And I love, love when artists are doing this. And when she mentioned itch.io, I went to the website to look it up. It's a place where you can share your own uh, independent games for free. And I never knew about this site. There's tons of stuff on there. Go check out that site, itch.io, and filter it by tags that you like, and you can check out some games. Hey, I'm not saying they're all great, but they're people who are trying to put together some stuff for your enjoyment. Go enjoy it. That's good stuff. Thanks, Tim. Uh, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. On to some tech news. All right, so here's a big, here's a big issue that's been going on, and everyone knows this. Robocalls. Fuck, used to get robocalls on your landline when we had landlines, and now they're coming through on the cell phones. Oh, yeah, they're coming through on cell phones, and it's really annoying. And there's really no way that you can stop them because what they do is they're, it's called spoofing. They spoof their numbers. All right, so what they do is they're in a call center somewhere um, and somewhere else in the world, and they make robocalls to try to what is called phishing, to try to get your information, credit card information, or even as much as 
account numbers, credit card information, bank account numbers, social security numbers, any bit of information they can use to then steal money from you. That's really what it is. And it's really, really sad that, and I, I, I know this is true, and I looked up a lot, most articles talk about this, is that hundreds of thousands and even millions of dollars get sent out to these people and they're stealing money and it's fucked because people don't know this and i feel so bad for everyone who gets taken advantage of so i want to make a mention of this is that you know your government wherever you are in the world your government is not going to call you right they're not going to be like hey yo jason what's up man how you doing gonna need that bank account number for them taxes brah bruh not happening i'm not gonna do that so just be vigilant okay be very vigilant and don't answer those fucking calls. If you don't know the, here's my rule. If I don't know the number, I'm not answering. It's that simple. This is how we have to be right now because there's no system in place to stop this. There's some apps, RoboKiller and a bunch of others, that do a pretty good job of that. Once they get reported, they go into a database system that when uh, a call comes in, it gets it gets checked into the app, and the app will tell you if this is a known number that has been scam or phishing or robocall and it will block it which is really really nice now it's not 100 percent perfect but it's pretty good and it relies on the community to report this type of stuff so it can get better so with all that being said don't answer that shit if it's important they'll leave a message so just be careful all right just be really really careful if you happen to answer that phone hello it's an automated thing so when it hears that somebody picked up and that it's a live someone's live on the line there's a voice there it then goes into a database saying that somebody did pick up. This is not a dead number. There's a real person on the other end of this, and we need to try to continue to hit this number. So it's a tricky game. So try not to answer it if you can. I Honestly, for the last 10 years, if I don't know the number, I, I, don't, I don't answer. Leave me a voicemail. Send me a text. Hell, who the fuck talks on the phone unless I know you? Come on now. But what's happening is the FCC... Here in the United States, they're trying to do something about robocalls. It has become such a, a nuisance and such a problem. Um, there really are no laws against it right now. So what they're trying to do is what they're calling shaken and stirred. This is really cool, and I wanted to mention this. It's basically an authentication process. So follow me with the process. Here's how it will work. You have a scammer asshole sitting in a cubicle that then spoofs their number that makes up a random number. Typically, it will be a number that you may or may not um, understand, or, or it's typically a number that's close to your own number. So you're like, oh, this must be somebody with my same um, area code, um, and it will look very similar. Like, oh, oh, this must be somebody in my city. Oh, hello? Is this Jan? No, it's not Jan. It's some other man, you know? <laughs> so anyway, okay, so here's the process. Shaken and stirred. Asshole dipshit sitting in a cubicle spoofs their number to look like a number that you might recognize and hopefully you'll pick up. That call gets spoofed, gets sent through, goes, and then connects to your phone, and then you see it come up on your phone with spoofed number. You answer it. You're fucked. It's like detonating the bomb. All right? It just goes through. Well, what the FCC is trying to do is they're trying to do a shaken and stirred type of scenario where when that, that original phone number it has an original number before it's spoofed, right? Yes. So that number needs to be authenticated in transit to your phone. So the number that they're using, their original 
landline or voice over IP or internet number, it has to show up on your phone, shaken and stirred. It's a handshake. It's an authentication. This is my number. Here's my cell phone. Yes, this is the number. I see, I see it. I see it. Let it through. That's how it works. But <laughs> that would shut down robocalls because then we know their fucking number. We wouldn't see their spoof numbers, right? This is really interesting. Guess who doesn't want that, though? This is such bullshit. Guess who doesn't want it? Oh, yeah, all the phone companies, fucking Verizon, AT&T, Sprint, T-Mobile, they don't want it. Why? <clears throat> Let me just get in here real close, in case you haven't figured it out already. They make millions of dollars with robocalls. They're like, oh, fuck no, we're not doing that. So the FCC has to come together and mandate this, and it's going to be a long struggle because... They almost, they almost have to either pass a law or f force them, and they can't force them. They really can't. So there has to be a law in place. It's a really tricky situation. But fuck robocalls. I hate them, dude. I get the one. Honestly, I get the one that's. I wish I would have kept it. Oh man, it would have been really cool to play it. I'm not gonna go through my voicemails and you know hear all that shit. But I, I used to get one all the time last year. Hello, this is your local police department. You are going to go to prison if you do not pick up and answer the call. You are wanted in multiple states by the county police. It's like, it's seriously, I'm not exaggerating. That's like how it sounds. It's some fucking shady bullshit. Like, you guys are so worthless. You can't even get the shit right. It doesn't even sound right. Yeah, I'm wanted in multiple states for being six foot five and having a nine inch dick. Get the fuck out of here. I don't want to hear it. I want to talk a little bit more about DRM. Microsoft is closing their digital bookstore. Wow. They announced this recently, and nobody saw that shit coming. So what they're doing is they are... April, uh, as of April 2nd, 2019, you're no longer allowed access to buy, rent, or pre-order any books. And starting early July, refunds are going to start rolling out for people. And then late July, the service will be uh, terminated completely. So here's an interesting thing. I guess people didn't really use the Microsoft Store for books, digital books, that much. Uh, obviously, they're shutting it down. But what, what's really nice about this for customers of the bookstore is that they're giving full refunds. Well, I, they, I guess they didn't say full, so I can't assume. But they did say in July refunds will be happening. So <clears throat> I think that's pretty cool. That's a good move on, on their part, Microsoft. Thanks for refunding people. At least you're doing that. I think it's kind of a shame, you know? And it just goes to show we, we're, we're living in this digital world, folks. And as you know, I'm, I love it. I'm, I'm a fan of it. It's convenient, and I appreciate it. But we come from, I come from this world, physical media, and it's so tough because I own this. I own this. And I can put Tetris in my Game Boy. And I can play it. I won't be able to go read Debbie Does Dallas on the e-store and the Microsoft e-store. It's going to be pulled out of there. <laughs> Pull out. Pull out. <laughs> it just goes to show, folks. Remember, when you, when you hear DRM, that means you don't own it. You don't. That means that you're paying for a license 
to use and have access to that product, whether that be a song, music, a game, a book, a movie, whatever have you, anything digital. And once the shit, once the shit goes down, you better be ready. When the shit uh, goes down, when the shit goes down, you better be ready. Uh, it's fucked up. It's really sad. But I appreciate Microsoft giving refunds on that. If, you, uh, if you're a fan of that, um, there's some news for you on that. And lastly, as far as some uh, tech news, Verizon jumped the gun. They went out. They did it. They launched their 5G network for cell phones. Whoa. Holy shit. Let's hear that. Holy shit. So get ready for that. It's coming. Uh, it launched in the U.S. last week, surprisingly, early, ahead of schedule. Well, huh. it's in a very small test market, all right? So let's not get carried away. Don't get excited. <clears throat> They launched in a, uh, let's see, in where else? They launched in South Korea. I don't know the, the geographical area, how large that was in South Korea. Um, I was looking at Tech Radar for this story, and they, they said South Korea and a small area in Chicago. And as of my typing this, which was yesterday, they were currently in Chicago testing the 5G network. Literally, they were... Walking around with the phone, testing speeds, streaming movies, looking at, um, you know, data-intensive um, apps and programs and things to try to see how fast and how quick it was really working. Now, <laughs> here's the funny thing, folks. They were out there with a fucking Motorola Z3, all right? That's a great phone, an amazing phone. But here's the thing. No phones in the U.S. right now really support 5G. As far as I know, I mean, maybe some do, but they're just, this is the first time the, the 5G's launched, so no phones are ready for it yet. They had to do a 5G mod, they said. So they had to fucking install this apparatus on the back of the phone just to get it to accept the 5G signal. That's so fucked. Oh, tech radar, though. Mad props. That's really cool. So they were actually live blogging and live uh, streaming and talking about their experience with uh, 5G out there on their phone. I think it was pretty cool. I mean, everyone's everyone's freaking out about radiation and all this shit, and I'm like, yeah. I mean, you would think they would have done tests, right? You would think they would have said, "Oh, we can't do this because the radiation." And I'm, I'm like, yeah, they do the right thing, right? Of course they would. They're Verizon. They've always done the right thing. And that's when it hit me. We're fucked. <laughs> We're fucked. Go stick your head in the microwave. We're fucked. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Hey, that's the end of the uh, news there. <laughs> so I'm going to jump right into Discord here because uh, we uh, I want to uh, give a community event. And it's already been happening. And I think this is so fun, you guys. Thank you, everyone, for participating. Let's continue this. And now, I haven't even announced it yet, but a lot of people are already doing it, posting pictures of their incredible... Game rooms. Yes, your game room, maybe your gaming setup, maybe your PC area, maybe it's a, a shrine of your games or a shrine, something that you're proud of, an area that you, you hang out in and you play games, maybe an area you listen to the podcast in. Check it out. And hop on in there, scroll through all of these amazing pictures from you guys. God, it's incredible to go back. I'm going to go to the top here. I'm going to go start looking through. 
You guys are so awesome, and I love you all. Hey, and DJ, also Casico in chat. I told him to send me a picture of that Skittles Daytona USA edition, which I've never seen before in person. He's got one, and uh, it's so cool. The Skittles team racing Daytona. Thanks for posting that. Uh, Mr. Hambone eighty one posted his picture in there. He threw down on a uh, inst- he threw down a link to his Instagram. Very nice. I love your little TV on the wall up there. You got a nice compact um, system uh, setup down there. You got Mega Man all around, looking really really nice there. What do I got? You got a Switch. There's an Xbox. There's a got the PS4 right there, looking sharp, my friend. Very nice. Great post there. Glav the homie Glav in the house with there. He's posted a picture of his PC area. Very very nice. Looks good. Little dual monitor setup. Nice to see there. And again, folks, I'm looking at all this on our Discord again. I'll uh, plug it again. Go to HineyHouse.com. Scroll to the top of the page. You have a Join Discord button. Just click that. Mobile, tablet, web, desktop, laptop. It works on all of it. Come join the fun. Hang out with us. Uh, And thanks, Glav. He threw down with some specs. He's like, yeah, because I know Jason will be curious about the headphones at least. And he threw down and let me know about all of his specs. But we all appreciate the specs too. And what do you think about those Briar Dynamics, man? DT770s? I've used their microphones for recording before and they're fantastic. Haven't heard the headphones though. Let me know what you really think of those. And of course, the lovely Phantom Jest. She posted a picture of her awesome game shrine up there. We love that. She's got the Half-Life 2. Gravity gun up there. Oh, yeah. And the portal gun. Very nice. Always love that one. The homie Brandon BZ in the place to be posts a picture of his gaming PC area. And I love this because, of course, he has the amazing and authentic Christmas lights surrounding the whole thing. Folks, if you don't have proper lighting going on in your game room, you just ain't got shit. (laughs) And also, thank you for posting all your specs, too, for everyone to read. I think that's great. I love when people do that because, you know, it's all about the specs, too. Oh, you use Turtle Beach. I just noticed that. We just talked about Turtle Beach. Man, those were the shit back in the day. The Turtle Beach PX22 headphones. Yeah, I know. And I, I've spoke to you uh, on comms before when we play games, and the microphone sounds pretty good. Do you like those Turtle Beach, Brandon? I'm actually really curious because I haven't used Turtle Beach since 2012 on Xbox 360. And uh, Alice coming through, posted some great pictures uh, of his gaming setup here. He says that his, his are not tidy compared to everyone else's. It's going to look like a slob. No, you won't. And Steph said it best. As long as you know where everything is, it doesn't really matter. It looks like you have pretty tight quarters, so you have to make you know the best use of your space. So in a tight quarter situation, you can only do so much, so... But uh, respect you for sending the picture over and showing everyone. What do you got down? You got a bunch of... Looks like you got a bunch of uh, fight sticks. So are you playing fighting games on PC? What do you got? There's some consoles? I think I see a GameCube down there. I see all kinds of... Oh, there's a there's a fam- Super Famicom in there. Let's zoom into that. Yeah, nice. That looks good. What are you playing? What fight games are you playing on there? Let me know. And then uh, I posted a couple pictures. You guys can go look at those. Casco posted one, an overview of his massive wall of games. So cool. I see Genesis. I see NES. I see uh, that Nintendo, uh, that Nintendo, what was the, used your Nintendo points to get the coin block. I see that up there top left. Very cool. 
a lot of cool stuff in there. So anyway, people are posting stuff here. I just want to give a shout out to everyone in there. Narkill, the homie George throwing down. Oh, he's got Clue up there. I bet you Steph sniffed that one out. She loves Clue. She loves that. So thank you, everyone. Oh, nice. Narkill, you got some little RGB going on there on the PC and the keyboard. Very nice with the Deftones posters. Love it. You are a music man, my friend. I do know that. So very cool. Hey, join Discord. Click on the podcast chat on the left-hand side and get in there and throw some, throw down some uh, pictures of your game room. Let me see what you got. Let the community here see what you're working on and uh, would love to see that. Always a good time for that. Um, you can hashtag it game room if you want, but you don't have to. You don't really have to. <clears throat> okay. Um, we're going to jump in. Where are we at here? We're looking pretty good. Hour and 24 or so minutes. We're looking all right. We got time for some audio questions, maybe some questions. What do we got? I think we got, we have one audio question. Let me jump into my email here and throw down. And I wanted just to say too, folks, again, uh, you want to send an audio question, record yourself any way, shape or form on your smartphone, on your computer, on your laptop. You can even go to online. What did I say it was? Online voice recorder. Wait, hold on. I don't want to say it wrong. I made a mention of it earlier. Scroll to the top, Jay. Scroll to the top. Onlinevoicerecorder.com. Yeah, you can Google search that. It's actually online-voice-recorder.com. Check that out. Record yourself. Send it on over. Live at gmail.com. All right. Alice, audio question. Thank you so much. Let's do it. Ooh, send it to me in flack. Ooh, high quality, baby. I like it. I like where you're going. Hi, Jason. This is Alice from the Discord chat. Mine is the name you couldn't read, so sorry about that. Um, I'm loving the podcast so far. Uh, great, great content. Keep Thank up you. the good work. Thank you. And I know you're a big N64 fan, and so my question is relating to that. Uh, my N64 collection has grown quite a bit lately, and I can't store the games like I do for like my cart-only games for other consoles, since the tops are rounded on the N64 games. Yeah, they're annoying. So I can't stack them on top of each other like I normally would. No. And so I was wondering how you tend to store your N64 games, and what advice you might be able to give people in regards to that. Um, what I've been doing so far is I found these plastic cases at the 100 yen store, which is like the equivalent of a dollar store. Mm. And they store 9 and 64 games, and the size is pretty nice for it and whatnot. And it's working, um, but just wondering what other options might be out there. So thanks. Wow. Hey, Alice, thank you so much for the question. So good to hear from you. Hope you're doing well. Uh, this is a great question, and I love when you guys send me audio questions a little earlier, I can actually jump in and prepare for it. So I prepared a little bit for you. This is a really, really good question and something that's been asked since the N64 was released. I remember rumblings about that when they were seeing the carts, even at E3 when it was introduced. The problem is that, yeah, the carts are rounded on the top, where NES and Super Nintendo, they all were square and everything kind of worked better that way. The rounded top didn't really work. They did that because the N64 is more rounded in nature, so they wanted to aesthetically make it appeal and look the part. If you put a 
completely square cart in a rounded console. It just looked funny. And they decided to throw functionality out of the window in turn. Here's what I do, Alice. In 2010, I bought a bunch of these in bulk. Uh, these are rental cases, plastic clamshell rental cases. And I bought them new. Uh, I believe I bought them at CD, CD Media something.com. I'll have to look, I'll have to look it up exactly. I'll, I'll post it in Discord. Um, but if you're finding cases at like the dollar store, dude, that's that's the way to do it because these are more than a dollar a piece. Um, but what I did was because you, you can't really stack them that well, and you know that, I put them in rental cases. I put them in this, and it stores them. It protects them. It keeps the dust off them. And they, as you can see, they fit perfectly in here. They're designed to. It's a multi-case. So as you can see, you can open this up here, and you can see the game is just stored right in here. But if I take the game out, and if you're watching on YouTube, I'll try to zoom in here. You can see all of the different games that it's able to accommodate depending if you play, place the game upright or sideways. It can do Genesis. This way it can do NES. It can do a whole bunch of different games. And in fact, it says on here, let's look at what it says. Okay, so here it says Genesis, Nintendo 64, Super Nintendo. <laughs> it says Electronic Arts on it. <laughs> electronic Arts. What You know what they're referring to? Old school gamers. Hold on a second. Ah. <sighs> Had to take a hit of that Mario Tennis game real quick. Um, it says Electronic Arts, and what it's referring to is the Electronic Arts carts that were released on Sega Genesis. Remember, they were always a little fucking weird looking with the little yellow tab on the thing. Absolutely no purpose whatsoever. Serves no function. But what it was, was to look a little different and to like stand out. Oh, it's a bigger cart, so the game must be that much bigger. No, it wasn't usually the case. But, uh, yeah, so this is what I do. I store them, and um, I went to uh, thecoverproject.net. Uh, I've actually spoke with the people who run that website a long time ago, and um, they're fantastic. It's a community-driven uh, site, thecoverproject.net. Oh, my God, please, if you're looking for artwork like this, check them out. They have everything. It's community-driven, so if they don't, you can put out an APB for it. People will post about uh, getting it or help you get it, and uh, you can print them out. Print this out, slide it in there, and sure, it's not an original box, but you got high-quality, quality-printed artwork, and you can choose to do high-quality printing on your own, or uh, like me, I got lucky, and I, I guess I shouldn't say where or who, but I got lucky at a store that does printing, and they printed these out for me, which I think company policy is that they can't, but... I had them done anyway, and the person didn't give a shit. <laughs> Person's like, I don't, I don't really care, you know. <laughs> they probably don't even know what a video game was. They didn't give a shit. So yeah, it was really cool. Just to show you a few of them here, my good old fashioned micro machines. You know, I got some rush too, and I put all of my N sixty four games as of two thousand and ten. Yeah, two thousand and ten. I did this, and of course, the collection has grown a little bit more since then, but. That's really the right way to go about it. If you can do that, that's probably the more expensive way. You're probably looking for a more simple answer. But you have, look at that, you have room for the manual and everything in there too. So you can fit all that in there. Um, if you want to throw down 
on uh, you want to spend a little more money, and you probably don't, but if you do, um, you can buy secondhand the N64 pull-out drawers. They make some, uh, they're basically like game storage shelves, and they sold them in 12 and 24 carts, and fuck, I should have brought them out. I should have, they would have fit perfect right here. I should have brought them out for you to see. Um, oh, well. Yeah, they pull out, and then the carts just fit in there, and then you slide it closed. Actually, go look on Discord. Look at Stephanie's picture of her game rack, and you can see the Super Nintendo version of it. Uh, on the top right, there's a Super Nintendo one. It looks just like that, uh, except it's all black, and it says N64 on the top. You can find it on Google, too. You can look it up. But you can put them in there and store them that way. Other than that, to be honest, uh, there's really no good way to store them. Um, I did buy labels, uh, custom-made labels, so that you can put them on the top. It says the name of the game up top, so that if you do uh, put them um, upright in, like, in a box or something, you can look and see the title. I bought them, and they weren't that expensive. They were like 15 bucks for like every N64 game ever made. And I just cannot... I cannot justify putting them on. Ugh, what's wrong with me? I just don't want to do it. I don't know. I was like, oh, this is a great idea. I bought them. I got them, and I'm like, I have a thing with stickers on games, man. You know? <laughs> I just can't do it. I don't know. But anyway, Alice, hey, thanks for the question. Really, really appreciate that. And again, guys, get at me. HeineHouseLive at gmail.com. You want to send a picture. Or send a picture. Well, yeah, send a pic. Uh, you want to send a voice. Audio question over. I love them. I love to answer. And I'm glad to help. I hope that helps. What's really nice is that, again, like I said, I can kind of prepare a little bit. I'll listen to your audio question earlier in the week. And if it's something that I can show or demo or bring out of my collection to show you, I'd be happy to do that, which is really, really cool. Um, okay. I want to talk. I want to close the show here. We're doing pretty good. An hour and 30. We're doing great. Just great. Um, I want to close the show by giving some love and appreciation back to the community. I had some really cool words said to me recently, and it means so much to me. And I say this a lot, and I mean it a lot. Um, so basically what happened was I got contacted, and I made some notes here to write down so that I would say the stories and, and make sure I had this all right. And I want to apologize. If you write me on Facebook, it's, it's tough, because if you're not my friend on Facebook, um, I don't always see the messages. It's just the way it is. It goes into a different, like a spam folder almost, or like a you're not my friend folder, and I never see that. And there's just there's all kinds of spam and shit in there. But sometimes real people are trying to get a hold of me, and it's just tough, right? It's tough. So I know it's hard to do. But you, know, you can always write me, and Discord really is the best if you want to get in contact with me. But um, uh a guy by the name of Peter, he wrote me on Facebook, and he said that he was a long time, and I'll read this out here, he said, I'm a long time listener, um, listen to the All Gen Gamers podcast, all that, YouTube, all that. Um, he also said that we share the same July 13th birthday. That is really cool. Also a cancer. Very nice. Uh, he was saying that he was having a lot of headaches, uncommon headaches, and went to the doctor, and come to find out, he had a brain tumor. So as he was typing this message and sent it over, he was currently in the hospital dealing with that. And he, I saw he had this big, like, patch on his head. You know, they, I'm sure they went in and did surgery. And can you imagine? So I just want to say, 
Peter, to you, hopefully you're listening to this episode. I just want to let you know, I send my support, my love, um, prayers, positive thoughts, all that good stuff your way. The strong community here, we are all rooting for you. I hope you get well soon. I hope that uh, you're able to get back on your feet and recover. And I hope that they're able to take care of that tumor and get that squared away for you. We love you, Peter. Thank you for writing me and sending that in. And happy July 13th birthday. It's coming up, bro. It's coming up, bro. Bruh. Really cool. I guess everyone's birthday is coming up, right? <laughs> um, on, in that same week, see, this is really cool. And I love this. People are like listening. And I think, I think what's happening is that people are, are listening to this podcast and watching it. And what I hope anyway, and what it seems to be happening is that we're forming this bond, this connection with each other so that down the road, like we can look back on this and have great memories and good laughs and have a fun time. That's what it's about. And we, we can just share these moments together. That's really what it's about. And if, if I can take, uh, you know, an hour and a half or two hours of your day and make it better, I'm all for it. And I really appreciate that. And when you tell me that you appreciate that, it just means so much, man. It really, really does. And I just, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm overjoyed with it. Um, another Facebook message came through that same week. This was last week. Um, oh, actually, no, this was on March 21st. And again, I'm sorry, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. It was in my spam folder. Uh, sometimes I cruise through there and I just, I feel bad. Don't take offense if I don't write you back. It's because some other bullshit happened. I write everyone back. Well, at least I really try to. <clears throat> Um, so I got another message from a gentleman here. He says, Hey, Jason, hope you're doing well. I'll try to keep this short, but I listened to your video and wanted to tell you how important your videos have been to me in the last few years. He's talking about YouTube videos, uh, and also talking about my, um, my medical video. <clears throat> I found your channel through your thrifting videos and was immediately hooked after watching your series and also lazy game review series, which is another fantastic YouTuber who does thrifting and stuff like that. Um, it got the gears turning and slowly but surely I started reselling and I've done fairly well for myself so well that it's going to help pay my way through college. Holy shit, my friend. That's amazing. Uh, he says, I went through the rest of your videos and saw that you also made music, seeing you play drums on stream and also your rhythm roulette series on YouTube was so inspiring. In fact, it made me pick up my drumsticks again after years of not playing. That means so much to me. Anyway, I guess my point is you helped me. Oh, my point is that you helped this loser kid turn so many aspects of his life around, and I'm on the positive track forward. Thank you and Stephanie for the laughs through the years. And although my donation was small, I hope it helps out in some way. Please take care of yourself. Take it easy. I hope you continue to make videos for years to come. That is so inspiring. And so amazing. I just want to thank you so much for writing that. And if I can touch just a little bit of your life and make some sort of positive change or bring positive energy to you, that's all I really care about. That's really all I care about. And I love doing this. I'm, I feel blessed and I'm very happy that I can sit here right now and hang out and talk games and talk tech and talk life. It's super, super important to me that not only we have a good time, but also that if you, I know it sounds corny and you know what? A lot of people don't give a shit about this. They don't talk about it, but I, I really do believe it. If you need a friend, I'm here. I'm here for you. We can talk. I, I'll help you through it. I, 
I don't talk about a lot of this shit, but people have, I have talked to so many people about life shit who just need someone to be there for them. Just that. And I love doing it. I'm a great ear. I can listen. Now, sure, we all have our bullshit going on. We all have difficulties and struggles, but you know what? It's okay if you need to reach out. And I'm here for you guys. And I appreciate you sending me these paragraphs and letting me know that, fuck, you got back on drums, bro? Guess what I'm talking about. What do you think about that, Tim? Uh, Hell yeah. Bruh. Let's do it. Get back on the drums. So nice. Thank you so much for the message. And lastly, before I go, my good friend, Comeback Kid, you all know him. He's on Twitch, Comeback Kid, Instagram. He's in Discord. He's all over the place. Mr. Comeback Kid. John, thank you so much. He sent Stephanie a message. And um, he was like, hey, I got a care package to send you guys. And I've been hanging on to it for a while, but I need to send it over. Do you mind if I send it over? And we're, She's like, yeah, of course, of course. And that's super nice. Now, Comeback Kid, he ha- he lives in an area where his Goodwills and secondhand stores and good and uh, garage sales are amazing. He finds all kinds of great shit. So if you want to check him out, look him up on, uh, I'm afraid, I don't know if it's Comeback Kid with two Ds or two Xs. I should look that up. I want to give you a proper, uh, let's just do it real quick, you know, because I want to make sure I give it right. Because, you know, because you, you the homie. There it is. XX comeback K O M E B A C K K I D X X. Comeback kid. Look him up. Look at all his awesome shit that he's got there. He posts what he finds. Super awesome. He's in he's really lucky because he's in an area where nobody's hunting. So he just goes in and cleans up. But he anyway, he wanted to send us some things and he did. I want to show off just a few of the stuff here uh right now. So thank you, John. Of course, uh he knows me all so well. Sent me out that Gran Turismo 5 XL edition, baby, because it's all about that XL. I'm six foot five with a nine inch dick. <laughs> oh, God. So funny. People are fucked. Don't call those numbers. And then he knows how much I love vinyl. And so he sent me out some great records here. How about that? Craig Mack, Get Down, Bad Boy, 94. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now we're talking. He just recently passed away, too, man. Rest in peace, Craig Mack. What do we got here? We got some hip-hop. More hip-hop. It's the mystical. Here I go. Here I go. Mystical. Uh, Radio version. Couple of remixes. Oh, God, I can't wait to hear this. Yeah. Jive. Right there. Mystical. These are uh, record singles. These were purchased... Originally, you know, in record stores or for radio stations when they were DJing and spinning, uh, and they wanted just to play one song, not the whole album, just, you know, uh, uh, one song and get an instrumental maybe for a break or uh, the remix. Really cool stuff. Here I go. Oh, you know I love this, dude. You found one of my favorite artists, Alexander O'Neill. I would just listen to him today, in fact. Girl, you fake. Go, go type in Alexander O'Neill and go to fake. Let that one play. This one here is, what do we got here? The Yoki. Oh, man, 12-inch remix, dub, and almost a nine-minute remix. Oh, I got to listen to this shit. I got to listen to this one. I'm excited for that. And, of course, the realest pimp of them all, Too Short. Too Short. Never Talk Down. From the Getting It album. Oh, my God. Absolute classic. 
It's radio playable. You got to say that with too short because he's always talking about he's always talking about fucking somebody. You know it. Not for sale. This is a promo. Very very cool. These are supposed to be. These were sent out. If it's a promo or not for sale edition, it was usually sent out by the label to radio stations or DJs. And then once they were done with it, they were supposed to send them back. But uh, yeah, that didn't really ever happen. And these would end up in collections of uh, collectors, uh, DJs. And then uh, in time, when people get sick of lugging them around and carrying them because they're really heavy, they'd end up uh, Goodwills and other places, record stores. And finally... I wish it was a little bit taller. Wish it was a baller. Wish it was six foot five with a nine inch dong. Skilo. It's not I wish, but it's Skilo uh, Superman. Which is a. Uh, it must have been on his album. Could have to check that out. I'm looking at all that. What's the date? 96. Yeah, I guess I would have been... Well, he only had one album, so shit, it had to have been on there. <laughs> but really cool. I love it. Skilo in a song that I don't know or even heard of, other than his big hit, you know, so... Comeback Kid, we love you. Much love. Mad respect to you, sir. You are amazing. I appreciate that so much. And, you know, it's kind of like a, a mini, like, you know... I would like to incorporate something like this where we, we continue to do... You know, like uh, showcases of things or, you know, I can show off things. That's the great bit of having the video element to this, which is new. And, uh, God, I love it. It's so much fun. So, uh, hey, thank you so much, everyone, for joining in, taking part, HeineHouse.com. All the links are coming up. You know exactly how we do. And I hope you have an amazing week. And uh, I hope you guys have um, great food, great games, great laughs. And I'm looking forward to seeing you next week. Get at me. See you on the next one. Bye now. That's all for this episode of Heine House Live. Thank you all so much for being here. This podcast is directly supported and funded by your generous pledges given on Patreon. You know, and if you're sitting there like, hey, you know, thanks, Jay. I appreciate that. You know, I had a good time. You know, this was a good date. We had a, we had a nice, nice sesh here. Maybe he had a little giggle. You know, maybe he had a little tickle. You know, if you felt a little something-something, had a good laugh, cracked a little smile, you know, swing on by Patreon. Just come on in. You don't even need reservations. It's, it's always open for you, ready to go. Just come on by. Got a bunch of exclusive content, music, all kinds of stuff there for you. And, of course, how about social media? If you're on the interwebs, maybe you're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you can find me at handle at Heine House. And lastly, of course, audio questions. Please get those going. Get on the horn. You know, get on the the bullhorn. Maybe you want to get on the string and cup. And maybe you got a talk boy. Maybe you want to submit that to me via talk boy. That would be fantastic. Bust out the cassettes. Submit those audio questions via email. HeineHouseLive at gmail.com. And of course, the real-time community chat can be found in our Discord server where the party never ends. It continues all night long. HeineHouse.com. See y'all in the next one. Bye now.